right to welcome all of you anupam ji thank you very much you are uh, you are uh, uh, a leader in your own uh, rights you've been an investor with the indian angel network and continue to guide and lead uh, from nascom uh, to the overall entrepreneurial fraternity particularly on the product technology and the leadership side so a very warm welcome anupam ji thank you Uh, Mr. Malingam, thank you very much for joining us uh, today. You've been uh, an uh, esteemed investor, uh, a leader in your own rights. Uh, you've been the managing director at Tata CIA and more recently at uh, uh, a leader at DHFL, Primerica. Thank you very much, uh, sir, for joining us today and sharing us uh, your views, sharing with us your views on mentorship and what it is. Uh, Mr. Paul, thank you very much uh, for joining us uh, today. Uh, you are yourself uh, have uh, both been an investor, a leader yourself, managing one of the largest uh, uh, retail groups in uh, in Kerala called Popular, and uh, you've been uh, you've been with uh, startups, you've been with individuals, and uh, as I hear, you've had a very successful exit uh, in the recent past uh, in one of the automotive. uh startups as well so guide us uh today sir uh, share with us on how your mentorship uh, has helped uh, some of the entrepreneurs uh, develop their ecosystems and their businesses so uh, as the expectation of this discussion uh, today arrives i am deepshika i uh, uh, i represent uh, speakin and uh, sir may i please open the floor now and set the context for the next 40 minutes Uh, in terms of what is mentorship and what exactly is a mentee mentor relationship according to you that will give us a base for the questions and answers that we will have uh, in the uh, second half of the interaction today so may i please start with uh, anupam ji anupam ji uh, mentorship is a much prized word uh, today and uh, it's considered to be the differentiator bit between an organization that survives and an organization that thrives uh, what is your view sir what in, according to you is mentorship and uh, what should a mentee mentor relationship be like uh, to achieve the right goals yeah so that's a very good question dipshika and first of all thank you for inviting me to this panel so in my opinion um, mentor mentee relationship is basically of trust and uh, and why i say that is that uh, it's not a reporting relationship it is not something which uh, a mentor whatever he or she says is uh, uh, the last word end of the day it's a uh, typically it is a mentee who takes the initiative to leverage mentor's experience or guidance or whatever mentor would have seen and uh, that's why you will see typically mentors are the ones who have uh, either been through their own startups or they have uh, experience in particular areas whether it is technology or go to market or pricing models or uh, and, and and they even get into you know what the founding team should be how to do team building so they are typically mentors are experienced in their own field uh most of the mentors uh, have uh, kind of maybe 20 plus years experience in my kind of uh, uh, uh mentor groups and and it is uh, primarily from a mentee's viewpoint it is that they obviously believe what they are doing uh, is or startups what they are doing is kind of everything is correct but uh, they don't get uh, a very outside view or I'll, uh, maybe sometimes use the word sounding board and and where they can use mentors very effectively is to go and ask anything what is keeping them awake at night or they are finding difficult to do which typically they are not able to talk to their uh, team members or their family or whatever i think that's why i said it is a trusted relationship and then mentors obviously based on their experience uh, they will uh, guide them they will uh, bounce ideas with them and and what i have seen is most effective mentorship is if mentors ask more questions because uh, uh, it is not mentors will have answers to all questions of mentees but i think mentors based on what they have gone through they can ask all the right questions because mentors may not be uh, kind of you know expert in the field in which that startup or mentee company is working on but if they ask right questions and uh, then they can help uh, uh, i'll say uh, 
uh, uh, tweak the strategy, the go-to-market plan, the investor pitch, okay, which uh, uh, many uh, companies are looking at. And last but not the least, uh, uh, for the very early stage startups, mentors help in uh, kind of, you know, providing the right focus. And, and, uh, and if you can get a mentor who also uh, can be an investor, then it is, uh, I think, icing on the cake because then there are stakes of the uh, uh, mentor also in the company. But I don't think uh, it is essential. And uh, so I'll take a pause there and uh, let others uh, share their opinions. And uh, I'm sure then we'll have a lot of Q&A and uh, we can uh, dive deep into any of these aspects. Great. Great. Thank you very much uh, for this uh, phenomenal start uh, and context setting. Uh, Suresh, sir, what do you think, uh, sir, is, as for you, what is mentorship and what is a mentee-mentor relationship uh, like? Oh, just to add further to what Mr. Anupam said, I think uh, there are a lot of youngsters who are extremely talented, who have lots of ideas, who have taken this route of entrepreneurship and have actually looked at startups in a big way. Now, the issue is there is a level of maturity that one needs to have. And that level of maturity only comes with people who probably have gone through the grind and have gained you know, relevant experience or a lot of experience over a period of time. What the youngsters or the startup people try and balance is to try and relate their core ideas with experience on top of it. Now, experience is something that you cannot get. It's a very, very price asset. And that is where the role of a mentor, mentee, comes into play. So one is trust at one level. There is experience at the other level. And at, a, at, at, at another level, a lot of optimism and realism needs to be pushed through the founders to, to make sure that they're not galloping at a speed where it will derail, but galloping at a speed which is sustainable. And therefore, the role of mentors is to kind of guide, navigate, help, uh, help these people you know, move in the right direction. I'm associated with a couple of companies in multiple roles. And the definition of mentor-mentee relationship happens at multiple levels. For example, there is a tech company where the CEO is, and I kind of help the CEO in terms of looking at the lines of business and what he does. Now, the discussion that I have with him is not necessarily on business. The discussion that I have with him is in terms of, I become the uh, kind of uh, a sounding board for some of his hypotheses, whether it's got to do with people, whether it's got to do with hiring of people, whether it's got to do with some development of people, whether it's got to do with you know boundaries that he needs to extend in terms of market expansion, and so on and so forth. So it depends on what kind of person that you're interacting with, what kind of a startup it is, at what level is that founder stroke CEO involved, and therefore, how do you draw your experience in terms of helping uh, those organizations? The other thing that I've, I've, I've also uh, learned through the process it's just because you are helping and you're, you're in a mentor-mentee kind of relationship, the mentor should not be bombarding with ideas all the time. Because then what tends to happen is that the mentee then looks upon the mentor for you know, uh, validating all his hypothesis. In the process, you're not actually developing the guy. The issue comes once, once the mentee actually does something, succeeds and, and shares the learnings with you, or fails and shares the learning with you. And that is where you come in and say, maybe you could have looked at it this way. Maybe you could have looked at it that way. So I think it's, it's, it's a process of blossoming. And the process of blossoming is a transfer of knowledge, is a transfer of experience, is a transfer of any other contacts and relationships that you can help nurture for, that, for, that, for the person to eventually grow. That's the way I look at it. And I don't think there is a standard formula. It evolves. And as it evolves, both learn. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, Mr. Paul, the same question. What is your idea, sir, of uh, mentorship? And uh, what is an ideal mentee-mentor relationship like? Sir, you're muted. <laughs> 
I would say if you put it very short, it's a friend and guide. But uh, as both of them had also mentioned this, what I found in mentoring fundamentally is that you shouldn't push what you have, but you should bring them out. You should inspire them to think differently, to, to work differently, to try out new things. And, you know, you just say, have you looked at this or you have you looked at that? Or if they are in a particular uh, bad uh, position, you know, you inspire them to look at different things. You take their thoughts away uh, from what they're actually facing. And see, all this is, uh, I mean, it's philosophical also to some, some extent. It's not uh, just a matter of fact uh, guidance that you give to a mentee. Uh, you try to bring their best out of them. I, in short, I would say that is what a mentor should do. That is bring the best out of them, make, inspire them to do whatever they want to do and try to, you know, uh, not to stick to things that uh, they have just started because they, for some reason, they went and landed in that. You should try and bring them out, their passion for something. And if, you know, at times they may have landed in something and they realize that uh, it's not actually, it doesn't interest them too much. At that time, you must give them the strength to say, okay, leave it, look at something else. Let's try something else. You know, that that is the sort of thing. And the strength, when they're lost, that is when a mentor can really do some very good things. But on the way, we can always try and, you know, bring out a new thought process in them. That's what uh, I would say, in short, what a mentor-mentee relationship should be. Great. Uh, perfect, sir. Thank you very much for setting the context, uh, all three of you, sir. Uh, in the meantime, audiences, if you have questions, please keep uh, sharing them. We'll be, uh, we'll be spending another 10, uh, 10 minutes on this uh, conversation before we start the Q&A, because this is all about uh, Q&A for answering your specific questions. Meanwhile, sir, may I uh, allow me to come back uh, to you. Anupamji, you mentioned a very interesting point, and uh, I've personally seen that in my journey as well. Mentor as an investor, or an investor as a mentor, do you see a conflict? I really don't see as a conflict. Uh, and where I look at it is that, especially in very early stage uh, uh, startups, uh, if uh, uh, you can have a mentor who is not an investor, but obviously my advice to mentee companies will be, pick the mentors whom you have good chemistry with. And, uh, because uh, knowledge and all they have, they have broad knowledge, they have experience, uh, they can guide you, help you the way Suresh and John said. But I think chemistry important is chemistry is very important. You should be able to open up uh, with your uh, kind of, you know, the things you want to discuss. I will not call them problems, but whatever things you want to discuss. And, uh, but sometimes what happens is those mentors may be able to spend quality time. Sometimes they may not because uh, but, you know, they're kind of, uh, uh, for lack of a better word, they're doing you a favor. But if you have a good chemistry, they are kind of, uh, one is invested in you more as emotionally, then obviously they will give you time. But if you have them also as an investor, even if it is a small check, then they are also looking at uh, getting returns on whatever time they are investing. So, uh, so, so to me, it is not essential that the mentor has to be an investor, but uh, it helps if, uh, especially in early stages, because uh, uh, later stages, the check size or the funding requirement becomes much bigger. So typically mentors may not have that kind of a uh, net worth to invest. And really you need mentoring uh, of uh, kind of a real uh, deep mentoring uh, early stages of the company, because once you are off to series A or series B, the, the role of mentors becomes very different. Absolutely. Uh, that brings me to uh, Suresh, you, you've been an exceptional mentor and you talked about your current experiences with some of the organizations as well and I have personally experienced that as well. Uh, what do you think, uh, if, if for example, you know, when you are invested, there is a natural uh, affiliation to the company, howsoever big or small the investment is, but what if you're not invested in an organization where you do not have the direct incentive uh, towards the success or the failure of the, the entrepreneur? What is your incentive? Of course, there is a format of paid mentorship. 
what is your view on on that two ways to look at it one is where you're invested i think uh, what mr anupam said is very apt the the, the well, i only like to add there that if you are passionate about the subject or passionate about the industry that that is being that you're investing in and you're a, and you're a mentor there it becomes that much more easier because you're aligned to the the entire philosophy of the business and therefore you'll go with it now a situation where you asked where you're not uh, invested but you are possibly a mentor where do you see that going i don't see much difference because you don't have to be invest you, you don't have to be invested in a company to necessarily give value if that organization sees value in you and you see value in that leadership or that organization then the role becomes that much more of the same that you would have as you would have invested in a company now the reason i say this is simply because somebody is valuing you for your contribution you are equally assessing that organization and its and its growth strategy and therefore if you see a perfect fit based on your strengths and your capabilities and if your chemistry is in line with that organization then you should go ahead the question is paid versus unpaid uh, i think somewhere down the line if you look at mentorship as a pure uh, look at it from a commercial angle then that's a different story line i can say for myself i i probably mentor i mentor a, a education loan company i mentor one uh, a tech company there are some other companies in the ai space that i mentor i can tell you 75% of these companies that i mentor i don't even take money okay it's 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 so therefore while your time is a value you can monetize it but if you approach it always from that perspective sometimes you don't give your best i i'm talking about myself as an individual and i'm not saying that this necessarily is a true story for everybody but i i i feel more confident i feel more uh, you know i feel more satisfied more fulfilling from my own personal perspective and therefore i'm able to give the best which i also monitor to see how the recipient is taking it so therefore it's a question of if somebody wants to give you money then you take it and you you keep doing the fact is to sum up if somebody has come to you requesting for a mentorship 9 out of 10 times they will they will pay you something pay pay you something is one thing but your own willingness to go and help is what matters and once you have that willingness things fall into place so i i would like to come to mr paul here and and also come back then again on the same question because it is extremely important i think the biggest struggle that entrepreneurs or individuals face and i'm not just talking about mentorship for entrepreneurs it is also about leaders uh, uh who are sitting at the helm of their organizations they are also seeking continued uh guidance so how do you how do these people find these mentors because you know as you as as all of you are saying it's a more <coughs> it's a bigger emotional decision for you uh, or or a more connect decision for you rather than a financial or a transactional decision for you now because it is not transactional how do people approach you with somebody you know either you know somebody for years and therefore you know you build that connect but is it, it is impossible to build a connect uh, in one conversation right so how do people find mentors mr paul well i i would say Uh, a mentor could be more like a person as a guide as a friend rather than like a consultant because i think if you don't have uh, the passion to actually mentor somebody is very difficult i don't know how you can do it for money i mean i have never gone uh, that scene but what i'm saying is uh, it's not that you can't take money or it's, it's about doing it for money okay you getting money is something else but if you're doing it for money i think that works more like a consultant for that expertise uh, rather than as a mentor a mentor as i said earlier also is not uh, a person who has particularly an expertise in uh, the area that he is guiding a mentee okay he may not have or the chances are that he may not have any expertise in that particular area at all okay i mean um, 
sort of mentoring somebody in music education. Okay, I have no idea of music, and uh, the music that I've heard here is probably only on the radio or whatever. But when you're mentoring a business, uh, it's more than just knowing the specifics of that business. It is on how to guide them to bring out their best and how to you know push them to look into every field that uh, to you know uh, bring bring out their best to make sure that they have gone researched everything that they should know about their own business and then you know compare them to other businesses in the line i keep picking up information from the world over and then i send it to them and say how do you stand how do you think like this and things like that okay so i think uh, that's very different if it's a consultant then that person has an expertise in that particular field and anybody would call him only to consult on that field okay so there's a fundamental difference between a consultant where you're offering your technical know-how and then you get paid for it but a mentor not every consultant can be a good mentor I'm saying there there should be a passion to mentor, uh, you know, mentor somebody. They they should have that uh, what what do you call it? the chemistry should go together. They should like to do it. That's very different from a commercial angle. That's what I would like. Perfect. So uh, what we are hearing, sirs, is that it is more of a connect uh, decision, connect association rather than a transactional or a financial association. But at the same time. Uh, I think the larger, uh, the, in the larger interest of both mentor and the mentee, because it puts pressure on it, on, on, uh, on expectations and the investment of time that the mentor is doing. There is an there should be a uh, a more calibrated uh, reward both sides, whether it is in a form of equity or in, it is in the form of uh, advisory uh, shares or or or, or sweat equity or, or the other alternate forms, which can help you more be more invested. Let me just take a, a quick pause uh, there and take a couple of questions that have come in. In fact, four or five questions have come in. And uh, Brijesh Gandhi asks, uh, Hi, my name is Brijesh. I have a content platform that is migrating text sto stories to animated, interactive or gamified. Being a lone founder, how do I scale? Already have over 50,000 downloads and growing. Start to work with the writer community and going good. No to very little revenue. Anupamji, would you like to take that? A lone founder, a very common problem. Yeah, I, I can take that. So, uh, again, I think you understand your business much better than I do. So, and it's difficult for me to comment on uh, your business potential and all. But as a mentor, I will say one thing that uh, if you are already facing challenges of scaling and you are a lone founder, I do suggest uh, get another founder. Now, it is not clear whether you are more a business person or you are more technology person, but seems your solution, uh, as it says, is a platform. So it needs to be a scalable platform. So if you are great technology guy, Brijesh, then you should get a person who understands business, finance, and go to market. And, but if you are the business guy, then go get a very strong technology guy, because for two reasons I'm saying that. One is uh, for a founder, it is a very lonely journey. You need to, and there will be a lot of ups and downs. And these days, everything is down and down. And uh, you seem to have a, a platform, but not much revenue. You are already feeling the pangs of uh, scaling. 50,000 downloads is not that big a number, by the way. It seems like a B2C solution. So, so that would be my first uh, advice if... Uh, I'm mentoring based on your question. Uh, rest of the details, very difficult to comment uh, based on what information you have given and the time we have. I don't know if any others want to add something more to it. No, no, I fully agree. I agree. The lone founder, I think a perfect case for having a mentor. Uh, a mentor is the, is, is, the, is the order of the day. Parul Siddiqui asks, it is very difficult to find a mentor for early stage startups where when one needs it the most. I'm into edtech and how to find that particular mentor that understands me and, and then elevates me. She's into edtech, isn't it? Ed -tech, education technology, yes. Sir. Okay. 
Hey, it's, there are enough and more mentors. I'm already mentoring uh, one edtech company based out of Pune, uh, who are doing a lot of stuff on skilling. Okay. Now it's not as if I found them; they found me. Uh, the way they found me was through obviously few networks, right? And uh, uh, the the point is, you'll have to go through your own personal contacts and through your own friends to see who are few people who are either invested in tech or people who are passionate. And 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 once you go through your networks and you start meeting few people, you realize who are the people who can actually help you and so on and so forth. So I don't think it's difficult. You will have to make an effort to, uh, I'm sorry if I can take Dipshika's example here. I'm saying I didn't know Dipshika uh, uh, at all. And it, it somehow speaking came in, we got interested, few mails, some correspondence, one conversation, and it, it, all, it, all, it all came together. So I'm saying you also need a little bit of luck, but a little bit of luck with some persuasive efforts, you will find. And if your proposition is good and you're able to communicate your proposition well to few people, believe me, the word will spread. Okay. And you will find a mentor. Absolutely. So that's how you, uh, you find value. You reach out and continue the conversation. Don't drop the ball. I think that is very critical. So if I can take example, in fact, I've known Anupamji, I've known, of course, uh, Mr. Paul, uh, and Sureshji, continuing the conversation and it's a relationship as I think uh, uh, Sureshji, you were talking about, it's a relationship that evolves over time. Now, uh, there's a very uh, interesting question which comes from Rajiv, that is there a particular process of helping mentee open up? Because mentees, most of the time, especially when they're they're talking to leaders, who are mentors who are very high up in the ladder, are very, are, are usually overwhelmed or awed. Anupamji, you want to take that? Yeah, I can. So there is really no process, you know. I think I, I again come back to trust, chemistry. I think if you have those, then there should not be any problem opening up is how I look at it. And uh, so I don't think there is any process. It is just you hit off well. And I know some places where... Uh, uh, okay, after one or two meetings, either mentor did not get enough interested. I think as Suresh said, mentors also need to enjoy kind of talking to the mentees, right? So so it is both ways. It is not one-way communication. So, so if there is chemistry, there is some value add. And also, by the way, if there is chemistry, but after two or three meetings, either mentor is not adding value or mentee is not able to derive value. There is no reason to continue that, right? So you can be friends, but you don't have to have mentor-mentee relationship. So don't get bogged down by the process. If you have, if you are kind of uh, uh, have uh, trust and chemistry, you will automatically start talking. Otherwise, it won't happen. I think that's how my experience has been. Exactly. Great. Uh, sir, you want to add something to that? No, no. Uh, fundamentally, the combination of both. I mean, since you have to go looking out for uh, mentors. You have to keep meeting people. And if you get interested in somebody, then you approach them whether they, you know, for a few things, few ideas. And then slowly you gain trust and you understand that that person can be a mentor to you. And that, then you try to approach them as a mentor and, you know, uh, pick up that relationship. That's what, I mean, from what both they said, my experience is the same thing. And, and um, Suresha, the next question I think you can uh, very easily take. What are the qualities one should look for in a mentor before onboarding them? What are the good qualities? You look at a mentor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I would look for attitude. I would look for attitude. I would look at the background uh, very clearly. Uh, experience, attitude needs to be uh, communicated in a very, very calibrated manner. Experience and attitude defines the attitude of the person. And once you have that, then the chemistry becomes automatically uh, nice. And once you have these three combinations, and fourthly, you know, you should not be a guy who only talks. You should also be a guy who's willing to roll up your sleeves, sit with the mentee, sit with his team, understand the nature of the business, 
sometimes also unlearn to learn you just because you have the experience and you have a pedigree doesn't mean you are cat whiskers you know you also have to have the humility to say that these are things that i don't know but these are things i can pick up but i can guide you based on experience so i think it's a combination of maturity the humility experience attitude a willingness to you know roll up your sleeves spend disproportionate time initially and then spend proportionate time subsequently and and also be ready for you know any emergencies calls opening up doors it's a, so it's a, it's a full process if you really look at it is like an organizational structure it's just that you're you you're you're the boss i mean you're not the actual boss but you're kind of a boss right but with the virtues of you know helping guiding that guy so these are some of the qualities that that i would look for in a, in, a, in the role of a mentor and what value do you ultimately bring to the bring to the bring to the fore excellent and uh, rajiv asks another question and i think uh, this is more from a corporate scenario and so if you've seen the corporate uh, uh, the coaching areas sometimes mentorship in a coaching scenario is thrust upon on different seniors as a standard procedure are tools are tools usually used to evaluate a mentor like corporates for a senior being assessed by a junior uh well okay i think it's talking more about what are the tools that are available to assess the relationship and i think that is a big question which i find even uh, from a from a b2c perspective not just from a corporate perspective that you know it's it's from all that we're talking about it's, it's still a very intangible relationship it's very qualitative relationship how do you bring kpis how do you bring in in you know actual matrices at the end of a conversation to say that it has worked or it has not worked anupam ji you want to share something on that yeah yeah i can share that because by the way i do a lot of mentoring for nascom has a deep tech club so this question we keep on coming up again and again we have a four month uh, curated program but, uh, but we try to evaluate whether mentees got value and whether mentors spent quality time it's very difficult to put kpis but i'll tell you my experience personally i look at it a mentor mentee relationship works if even after a formal program is over they still can pick up the phone and talk to each other uh, again it comes back to trust and chemistry and but i think it very um, kind of uh, uh, non tangible i don't think you can put uh, that it worked uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 uh, that uh, you can rank it or rate it in terms of corporates uh, since i was with ibm for 14 years i know they had a very strong mentorship program so from a corporate viewpoint i think mentorship is very similar it helps a lot and uh, and there was a formal way to evaluate how mentors added value to and employees career growth all that stuff so some of those programs i think are very effective but uh, since i think most of the audience here is uh, startups i won't elaborate on that but in large organizations uh, they have this uh, programs where they encourage these uh, relationships and i don't think mentorship can be thrust upon anybody uh, i i think it will not work because uh, it cannot be forced it has to be voluntary and i think that is where you also see a lot of uh, and and it's not just a, um, it's not just the sweet spot i mean it, if it works it's it can make uh, a world of a difference in an entrepreneur or, or a leader's life but uh, then there are a lot of areas where it doesn't work as well but then as you rightly said you stay friends and you move on but you whether you need it or not that is very clear that a mentor definitely makes a massive difference to a uh to a leader's life whether as an entrepreneur or as, as an individual now uh the very interesting uh, question which comes from an anonymous attendee uh the attendee asks what are the thoughts on having multiple mentors for different facets of an entrepreneur say one for leadership one for finance one for product suresh ji frankly it doesn't work uh because uh, it doesn't work because uh a mentor mentee is a relationship that you have to nurture where you understand both both the character and in the process of doing that as long as you're able to spell out what are the gap areas and what you need to do uh the fact that you're getting into a mentor kind of a relationship means is is an acknowledgement of the fact that there is a guy who can actually contribute to my growth in multiple multiple ways 
in my experience, I, mean, I, I, I know it, the question is not a wrong question, but in my experience, at least from my experience, I, I, I can definitely say with my experience in corporate and also I, as also my experience with mentoring few uh, startups, it doesn't work because the mentee wants to uh, have a level of comfort and confidence in not with not with not with too many people because the tendency will get confused unless the particular individual is is of a different cup of tea and that's his style and that's the way but in general it doesn't work now but if there are specific gaps which he feels that a particular mentor is not able to give is cannot contribute and if the mentor agrees that this is something that he will not be able to help then possibly it makes sense to kind of look at some external source for some help or whatever. But to have multiple at the same time covering different facets, a difficult proposition as far as I'm concerned. So there's another question that I've just received on my, uh, my WhatsApp. The person asks, so that is uh, Shubham asking, is there a person, it, what are the tools that you use to evaluate uh, a mentorship, uh, a mentor or the success of a mentorship? I think, again, there are a lot of questions around the KPIs. What is yeah. the actual takeaway? It goes back uh, to the same question. Are there any tools that, Suresh, you've seen uh, around which you use? No, I think first, and I'm sure uh, uh, Anupama can also come in. I think once you get into this process, is very it's important to get the roles clearly understood and defined very, very clearly. Why am I here? What do you want from me? And what will you achieve at the, at the end of it all? So it's easy to quantify. So for example, a startup, I can give an example of a startup in the education loan company on education loan side. The relationship that I had was I need for the first six months, for you to clearly you know, test my hypothesis, test my process, test my thinking, and tell me whether the plans that I'm putting in is in the right direction. Are there any alternate thoughts? So I want you to measure me from you know, critiquing me and giving me alternate thoughts. So it's very easy. So as long as the discussion is based on that, then you're fine. But then if you take on the role of saying, this is not right, that is not right, you could have done it this way, no, that is not within the scope. So as long as you stick to that scope, what happens in the process is then you build a chemistry because even the mentee is looking at you from a fresh perspective. He's also assessing you equally whether you're giving value, whether your value is you know, contributing. Once that happens, chemistry sets it. Then you start looking at higher boundaries. Okay, what are the outputs that, that could be measured? Output that could be measured is, okay, on a certain milestone, this needs to be achieved. Can you help me achieve that? So if that milestone is achieved, one KPI takes. Okay. Some mentees also require mentors to help them recruit the right people so that the organization structure can be done. So you also help them in finalizing job interviews and so on and so forth. KPI ticks. Have you got the right guy? Now you can measure whether the guy has performed to those KPIs in three months, six months, nine months, and so on and so forth depending on your level of engagement. So it's quite easy. It's a discussion that you need to have across the table and clearly agree and say, these are areas that I will contribute. These are areas we will, at the end of three months, six months, sit down and discuss whether we have achieved, not achieved. If achieved, fantastic. If not achieved, what do we need to do? That's how you will measure. And no, unlike an organization, you give, achieve this KPI one, take KPI, it doesn't necessarily work in those, so it's a mixture of quantity and quality yeah, as, as a measure that you will have to look at it. Remember, at the end of the day, the mentee sees, sees a lot of respect in the mentor, and that's why the mentor-mentee relationship is there. And therefore, you have to give recognition to that, to, to that quality. That's the way I would measure it. And, and, and at the end of it, agree. If there is disagreement, objectively say what needs to be done. Okay. Thank you very much. So I, I'll just take this very interesting question, which has come. Uh, it says, can you have your mentor as a co-founder? Will such a relationship work? 
Anupam ji, do you want to take that? Yeah, I can take that. So, you know, the way I look at it is, I think Suresh talked about the role. Mentor's role is different than a co-founder's role, right? So, uh, co-founder is going to be kind of working with you all the time. Okay, I'm presuming it is a full-time role. Okay, and uh, and 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 I think the commitment of a co-founder and the role they play is very different than of a mentor. So. Uh, um, so I, I, the way I look at it is co-founders will have chemistry, will have trust, they will talk to each other, but they are much more wedded to each other than a mentor-mentee relationship is. Mentors may not spend more than a couple of hours in a month, depending on, again, the scope or the KPIs which Suresh mentioned. So it, it's a, like, you know, I don't think there is any comparison between the two. There could be overlaps of the KPIs, but uh, a mentor cannot, replace a co-founder and I don't believe a co-founder can replace a mentor. Okay. Interesting. I agree. Yeah. So, practical relationship versus a more functional relationship. Yeah. So, this is also one for you now that you've been, you've successfully marketed NASCOM's uh, program. <laughs> <laughs> what is the question? The question is, Anupamji shared about NASCOM's four-month uh, program. Can you please share more about it and uh, are there any such other programs for startups? No, so there are a lot of mentoring programs. I think you just need to uh, get onto the uh, kind of, you know, internet, do some searching around. I know um, uh, Ministry of Information Technology has a, it's called, I think, a Mighty Startup Hub. So there are mentors listed all over the place, but that may be a very difficult way for you to find a mentor. I think I'll go more with what uh, either Suresh or John mentioned. You need to go with your contacts. And one, one thing I've seen typically is now LinkedIn is a great tool. So if you know that in your area, you need a mentor with this kind of an experience and uh, uh, some kind of, you know, who can add value, then just go to LinkedIn. There is a theory of, you know, six degrees of separation. You will always find someone who knows someone. And, uh, and go and request that person to be kind of, you know, your mentor. Uh, so... Uh, so, but most of these programs, the one I mentioned, they're, they're curated programs, you know, so they do a lot of selection and all that. I don't think just to find a mentor, you have to go through all the uh, kind of, you know, shortlisting and all that stuff. Better ways for you to know people whom you respect, but you don't know, and, and find a connect to them and get a warm introduction. If you can get a warm introduction, chances are that uh, you will get first meeting. It is the first meeting which will get you second meeting. So it all then depends on how you do that. And if you want to learn more tips, spend some time with Deep Shikha. She's very good at finding this. You said it. Very kind of you. Uh, there's another question which is coming, but I think again, it is about finding, uh, finding good mentors with Dr. Sujata uh, talks. She's a professor at Dadi Institute of Engineering and Technology. Uh, and asks, how can we find mentors in rural areas or in agriculture areas? How do we find them? They're not so much probably at LinkedIn or, or some of the other uh, mentor networks. How do I get to difficult areas of mentorship? Very John, yeah, John. You want me to take that question? I really, difficult <laughs> it's a very difficult question, but see, I think the principle of finding a mentor is the same. Uh, as we said, you know, you look at your contacts or you go through contacts, uh, go through, if it's about agriculture, try and find some organization which has something to do with agriculture, talk to the people over there and find out if there's somebody who's, uh, you know, a little mature and has been doing this for, for a while or it, it look, you know, if it depends on what you want to do in agriculture. If you're just knowing about farming, then you'll have to find somebody about like that. But if you want to know, do something more than just farming, say exporting your produce or you know finding out which produce to do in which place. I think today anything that you look at, you should look at in an international uh, venue. You shouldn't look at you know you should look, when you're start, starting something today, you should look at. Uh, scaling, whether this thing will go forward, whether you should not try and limit your market to India or to your city or anything like that. So 
I am of the view that I always tell people do not go by the brick and mortar uh, businesses today. Try and go for the what you can do across the internet. And you know, COVID has uh, opened eyes to everything. Uh, for example, uh, I've heard of Zoom for quite some time, but it's only recently, or rather, this lockdown that we've st really started using Zoom. And in our association, we've started using Zoom two or three times a day. So when it had to, when we had to use it. So that way, I think now it's very clear that uh, you the, uh, try and you know concentrate on businesses that are worldwide. And so if that's what you want to look for, I think you should find somebody in agriculture also outside your area. You you may have to travel to go and meet some, some person like that, or you may have to use the telephone more often. But I think that's the way to go. You've got to uh, get in touch with organizations that do um, are in the field of agriculture, try and find people who have retired or somebody who's been there for a while and see if, and you may have to go through a number of people before you actually find your right mentor. Absolutely. So <laughs> I can give one more uh, idea yeah. to, sure. I think uh, uh, this question on agriculture. So uh, there are some agri-tech startup uh, uh, kind of, you know, uh, incubators. So that's another place you can look at. And then there is this TAI, which is an organization, the Indus Entrepreneurs. They have chapters in most of the cities in India. It is a global organization. And I know that they have a program where they connect startups to mentors. So that's another one you may like to try. And uh, so th there are, this startup ecosystem is very vibrant uh, in India now. So I'm sure uh, you should be able to find the, a, a place where you can get connected to mentors. Great, absolutely. So, uh, so perfect. I think uh, uh, we've just just overshot uh, the allocated time, and we already have some requests coming in. Bridget says that I'm really looking at getting a mentor to scale our platform. Would love to connect with uh, Ms. Marlingham and everybody else. So. Uh, so I think the journey is is, is, is starting for uh, for some of our audiences uh, as we speak. And uh, Bridget, we can reconnect after this uh, this call. And uh, then there's another question which comes in, uh, which is again about investment. Can you just take this question, this one last question, if it's okay with the panelists. Yeah, sure. So there's a question which says, apart from investment, what are some of the other ways to engage your mentor better? to keep the mentor inter interested and mentor's interest alive. I think it goes back to uh, what is in it uh, for the mentor. So I think perhaps all of you can give a, a quick uh, uh, feedback on, on, on that in your views. What are you looking for? No, as long as, as, long as the business has got uh, a sustainable model there are innovations, there are lots of new ideas, new thought processes. It keeps you engaged. Uh, it gives you the momentum to think differently and out of the box. And you're able to help the team, I mean, the the, uh, the organization or the mentee, in terms of, you know, going through the process. Uh, as long as there is passion and excitement and there is a plan and a process that people are following, I think it will keep the engagement alive. It will keep the engagement alive. Because like I said before, it is also a process of learning. It is also a process of unlearning to learn. And, and I think what keeps me going uh, as I involve myself in these mentorship roles is the net analysis, whilst I've given and contributed, I've also learned equally. And, and that, that is what keeps me going as far as all these uh, uh, mentor assignments that one, one does. Perfect. Mr. Paul. So my thing is, as long as I can guide them in leadership, not exactly organization, but how to bring out the best in them, that's my, that has always been my interest and my strength. So if there's, uh, there is an area where I can provide that and somebody wants it, I think that's, uh, that would be my best interest. Fantastic. Anpamji. Yeah, I think both John and uh, Suresh has kind of summarized it well. So from my perspective, it is again, you know, uh, mentors uh, uh, will engage if they are enjoying it. You know, I, I think that's at least in my opinion, uh, thing is very important because I strongly believe mentors are not doing this uh, for making money. 
they are not doing it as a consulting engagement i think john said that earlier and uh, they are doing it because uh, they enjoy what what they are doing and uh, um, uh, founders are interesting the problem they are solving is interesting and because it is all interesting so mentors are also learning while they are uh, sharing ideas so i don't think it is a one way thing it is a two way and and my only suggestion to mentees or startups will be come up with some interesting questions because that will keep mentors engaged because if you are not prepared you're not asking questions mentors are not going to think questions on your behalf in my opinion okay uh, and uh, i also do advisory roles by the way where there are paid engagements but that's a very different way of looking at relationship mentorship is just enjoying and giving back to the ecosystem and at least i give back to the ecosystem by by talking to startups and mentoring them so so there's a very clear distinction uh, between the two so mentors are doing it purely for the love of doing it nothing else so one last thing yes. if you got to all the attendees if you really want to find how to find a mentor i think uh, better than asking the three of us is just ask deepshika as i mentioned earlier she is the one who is an expert at it <laughs> i think the biggest question today as for uh, particularly in the indian ecosystem that we see is find a mentor and uh, clearly a lot of people do not have access and need to be guided more and this is a conversation we take forward as we go along uh, as to giving access uh, to mentors thank you very much sir for spending your time uh, here and uh, letting us know of how Uh, uh how mutual evolving relationship it is where there is a uh a bigger gain to be seen for both the entrepreneur as well as the mentor thank you very much sir for your time Thanks.